Hey, welcome to the Crosspoint Church Podcast. I'm Rob Chartrand, the lead pastor of the church. We're a church that's for the city in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and are passionate about helping people find their way back to God. Hey, if you're new, I'll have a bit to say at the end of the podcast, but in the meantime, let's listen to this Sunday's message. Well, good morning, Crosspoint. It is so lovely to be with you. Oh, man. Um... I might need you guys to put your masks, like, back on so, like, I can figure out who you are. Um, But it is lovely to be with you guys this morning, whether here in the Worship Center or joining us online. For those who do not know who I am, my name is Amanda. I am the Youth and Connections Pastor here at Crosspoint. And if I don't look familiar to you, that's okay. I started back in January of 2020. And then two and a half months later, this, like, little pandemic hit the world and shut everything down. So if that, if I look new to you, that is why. So I have been here this entire time, just kind of behind the scenes, doing some other stuff, not really on camera. So as we begin this morning, if you are looking for notes this morning, you can head to the crosspointchurch.ca slash notes and you will find them there. Now, if you have a Bible this morning, I encourage you to pull it out, pull it up on your phone, and head to Galatians 6, as my good friend Sean will read it for us this morning. Hello, my name is Sean, and I will be reading today's scripture. Our reading is from Galatians 6, verses 1 through 5. I will be reading from the English Standard Version. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is not, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Sean. Let me start with a question. So I enjoy baking. I haven't done any this past week because I didn't want to turn my oven on. But I enjoy baking, and I often need sugar. So who thinks they could carry around a bag of sugar all day? Like, let's see, let's see some hands. You could carry a bag of sugar. The, the moms in the room are like, oh, yes, I do that all the time already because my child will not come off my hip. Yeah, so there's a couple people that are confident. Okay, what about two bags of sugar to, to all day? Maybe like for two days, like some people are like, yeah, maybe I have to say carrying this from Superstore to my car, then my car into the church was not fun. It was heavy. So, okay, so there's some people. What about 30 bags of sugar? 30 of these. Anyone that's like, oh, yeah, there's a youth in the back that's like, yes, I could, Rob, yeah, there's a couple people, yes, I could definitely do that. Well, 30 bags of sugar is about the same weight as me. Don't do the math. Don't do the, don't do the math right now. Don't, just don't. But that's a lot. That's a lot of sugar to carry around. Well, when the Apostle Paul tells us to carry each other's burdens, does he mean to carry each other around like bags of sugar? And we're going to explore that this morning. But let's take a few moments right now to figure out the context of this passage. Our Crosspoint youth know that this is something that we always go over before we explore a passage. And the reason we want to understand the context is so we know what the author is trying to tell us and that we can have a better understanding of it. So in Galatians, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Galatia. 
which is in modern-day Turkey now. And the reason that Paul was writing this letter was because a group of false teachers had come into the church and started to share a false gospel. They were saying that to be a true Christian, you had to be circumcised, which we know isn't true, but they thought it was true. So Paul was reminding them of what was done on the cross and how it was sufficient for believers, that you can't add anything to it or take it away And Paul is also reminding the Galatians to not live according to the flesh and to instead to continue to live according to the new life in the spirit. Then we get to chapter 6. And Paul says, bear one another's burdens. Isn't that nice? It's just so nice. It'd go well on a t-shirt. I'd hang it in my living room. Bear one another's burdens. So nice. But what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to actually bear one another's burdens? And you might be surprised to discover that it means a little bit more than what people actually think. And going beyond this, how do we bear one another's burdens? And this is what I want to invite you to explore with me this morning. We're going to explore bearing others' burdens and bearing our own burdens. Let's start with bearing others' burdens. We are called to bear one another's burdens. And I feel like everyone in this room would be like, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to do, Amanda. We should definitely do that. Let's do it. Um, We've been taught that we should bear each other's burdens, you know, pray for each other. Mow your neighbor's lawn if, like, you already have the lawn tractor out and, like, their lawn isn't looking great. Pick them up, pick your coworker up a coffee because, you know, they had a rough week and you're like, oh, that would be a nice thing for me to do. And I'm already at Starbucks, so I might as well just grab them a coffee, you know. But also, this isn't what Paul's talking about. To better understand a sentence, it's helpful to look at the definitions to figure out what each word in a sentence means. So let's start with this word, bear. Some of you might think polar bear, grizzly bear, Some of you might think of the band, the Bare Naked Ladies. Some of you might think of Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica. And again, when you think of that, it's not wrong, but this isn't what Paul's trying to say here. Here, this word bear means to pick up and carry. To pick up and carry. So let's use this new synonym back into our sentence. We are called to pick up and carry the burdens of others. We are being called to carry this weight to help others. To literally take the weight of a person's burdens and help them carry it. The same word bear here can also be found in John 19, 17, when Jesus picked up his cross and went to the place of the skull before he was crucified. I don't know about you, but when I realized this, I went, oh, oh man, this is a little bit heavier than I thought it was. Maybe it it isn't as easy as just praying for someone. There's some real intentionality on Paul's part when he chose this word bear. So we know that we need to pick up each other's burdens. And you might be wondering, well, like, what does this look like if it's not picking up someone's coffee? And so bearing each other's burdens can include loving confrontation, 
walking alongside them, inviting them into deep community so you can hold them accountable, pray for them, like actually pray for them, and walk alongside them. But what's a burden? Well, a burden is a heavy weight. And Paul specifically here is talking about the heavy weight of sin. And in verse 1 of chapter 6, when he mentions any transgressions that, uh, that a person might be caught in, an example of these tra transgressions can be found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21, which is literally just a paragraph above, which is why we always want to know the context. And so a few examples of this list can include impurity, idolatry, fits of rage, envy, and many others. Those, those are the transgressions, that list of living in the flesh and not in the spirit. This list of transgressions is what we are being called to help others with. Paul explicitly says, those who are spiritual, you who are spiritual, and that applies to everyone who believes in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It's not just Crosspoint staff who are the spiritual ones. It's everyone here, no matter your age or your journey with Jesus. So now that we have these lovely definitions, let me rephrase this statement. Carry one another's sins. Pick up one another's sinfulness and help them through it. And we often stop there. Bear one another's burdens. Full stop. But actually the sentence continues to say, and so fulfill the law of Christ. This means that we now have a new life in the spirit. This is the spirit that empowers us to love God, love our neighbor, and overcome the desires of the flesh. We can't fulfill the law of Christ if we don't bear one another's burdens. And if we bear one another's burdens, we fulfill the law of Christ. It's a both and. They work together. The part to remember in all of this is that we aren't doing it alone. The Holy Spirit is right here with us and helping us along the way. We don't have to carry each other's burdens alone. The question now is, how long do we carry someone's burdens for? Well, there is a wonderful race that started in Finland um, called the wife-carrying race. Yeah, it's now an international competition. There's qualifiers and a huge following behind it out there. And for those who have no idea what this is or what it entails, a participant carries their partner, usually their spouse, typically on their back, and then proceeds to do an obstacle course of 250 meters. This obstacle course includes a log hurdle, the widow-maker water hazard, and a sand hill. And you have to carry the person the entire time. The typical method is on their back. I have seen people just like straight up like carrying them like this, running this race, it's wild. But if you drop the person at any point, you get a time penalty. So you want them to be off the ground the entire time. The prize for the fastest winner, the fastest pair across the line, is the weight of the person being carried in beer. They put them on a teeter-totter and level it out. It's, it's, it's something. Yep, it's great. But going back to the race itself, it's a short race. 
it's only 250 meters. And for those who are terrible at distance like myself, from the Crosspoint campus to the Starbucks or McDonald's north on 50th Street is about a kilometer. So it's only a quarter of the way. So again, it's not that far of a distance. It's physically a short race compared to an Ironman or a triathlon. The thing with this race, the weight-carrying race, is that there's an end goal, a finish line. Unfortunately, here in this passage, Paul doesn't give us an end goal for when we can stop carrying someone's burdens. He doesn't say, after a few weeks, six months to a year, when it becomes inconvenient for you, this is a lifelong task in front of us, which is part of the reason that we need to be doing this. Now in life, the person you're walking alongside who has a burden and they might need professional help and they seek that professional help, that's great. We love that. But there will be resistance. Sometimes people aren't ready to face the sin in their lives. Burden bearing is a challenge and not a short-term race but a lifelong race. Even though it's a challenge, it doesn't mean we stop. It's a race that has already been completed on the cross. We don't have to worry about who's going to win or lose because Christ already won. We pick up one another's sins because we want others to know the freedom that comes from the cross. It's not enough to bear one another's burdens. Paul also says that we are called to bear our own burdens. Now, I know many of you are wondering about Amanda. This summer, we're talking about one another's. Why are we talking about ourselves? Well, there's usually some deep work that needs to be done in ourselves before we can typically help others, because we first need to bear our own burdens. Before Paul even mentions bearing each other's burdens, in verse 1, he tells us to watch ourselves so that we don't become tempted to sin as well. Then, in verse 5, Paul clearly states that each of us will have our own load to bear, remembering that bear means carry and burdens is the heavy weight of sin in our lives. All throughout this passage, there is a warning of watching yourself so you don't become entrapped in sin, so you don't become puffed up with pride, and so you don't become a hypocrite. This means that we have to take time to recognize our own responsibilities and who we're accountable to. So you don't fall into sin and go down the slippery slope of pretending you're not sinning. Jesus has explained this perfectly in Matthew 7, that we are called to remove the log out of our own eye before even pointing out the speck in our brother's eye. We can't go around telling people you're living in sin when we first haven't examined ourselves. This is the reason that we need to bear our own burdens before even, we can even help others pick up their cross. We need to pick up our cross and follow Jesus. Another fun fact about this word bear here in Galatians is it's also found in Luke 14, 27, when Jesus is talking about discipleship and picking up our cross to follow him. The idea of bearing is much greater than what I originally thought it meant. It means a whole conscious decision to follow after Jesus and confess our sins. It's not just making sure we appear to have removed the log out of our eye and it's actually stuck somewhere else where people can't really see. It's not just the outside appearance, but it's making sure the inside matches the outside. This is commonly known as personal integrity. 
one of my favorite authors, Brene Brown, who is a top-selling author and a renowned research professor out of the University of Houston, has a lot to say on personal integrity. In her book, Dare to Lead, she says, integrity is choosing courage over comfort, choosing what is right over what is fun, fast, or easy, and choosing to practice our values rather than simply professing them. Personal integrity is hard work. I'm not going to deny it. Bearing our burdens, picking up and dealing with our own sin, making sure the inside matches the outside is hard. But as we seek to walk with those who have heavy burdens, how much better can we connect with people when we've already walked through something? How many more people can we point to Jesus and his redemptive work on the cross when we've already been there and given up our sin? The really interesting and amazing thing is that when we walk with Jesus and do our absolute best to follow him, he says that his burden is light and we can find rest in him. It doesn't mean that we have to take on more, just simply in him we can find rest. Often when we pick up someone else's burden, it's a heavy task. It can be time-consuming, physically and mentally exhausting. Think about it. You're metaphorically picking someone up and carrying them. I, I'm not that big, big of a person. I'm not that big to carry. I don't think so. But imagine carrying Pastor Rob around all day. I don't think I could get his feet off the ground. Like, it'd be more of like a drag and like, hope for the best, man. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but when we compare it to Jesus, he will take our burdens and help us. He doesn't sit on top of the heavy weight and go, move faster, keep going, what are you doing? Instead, he comes along and helps us carry others' burdens and our own. Now, if you're like me, we sometimes choose to put others before ourselves. We can make excuses like, oh, I'm an empath. I just really deeply care for other people. Or I know that going for this two-hour walk with this person and they unload their entire life onto me while I'm already struggling with my own stuff, that would just mean so much to them. And I'm not discounting that. That is important. But we also need to put on our own oxygen mask before we can help others. You can't help someone else if you're passed out or weighed down by sin. Here's the thing. We can become blinded by our own sin. Like David with Bathsheba. And Nathan had to call him out. And thank goodness for a friend like Nathan. A good godly friend that stood by David's side even in the hard stuff. A couple years ago, a friend in my life called out a sin in my life. I had been gossiping. But, you know, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't it was just gossip. It wasn't that bad. But this friend literally called me on the phone and said, you're gossiping. You need to stop. And then proceeded to explain the damage I had done. I remember after this phone call, I sat down and just slouched over and just felt this heavy, heavy weight and realized the consequences of my actions. And I didn't want to feel that again. So 
I did the hard work. I repented to God. I asked him for forgiveness. I asked my friend for forgiveness. Even to this day, I am so aware of who I tell what, so I make sure I don't gossip again. It wasn't an easy fix or a surface level fix. There is such a depth to our conversation that as friends, we have stayed at that depth. Now, we've both been on the busier sides of life, both gotten into professional careers, moved to literally opposite ends of the city, but this friend will always be a friend. And I know she will always be willing to go to that depth of conversation with me. As we finish today, and you go into your week, your work week, your summer vacation week, whatever you're doing, and you're wondering how to apply all of this, my first recommendation is to recognize the sin in your own life. If there isn't anything obvious, and you're like, oh, there's nothing there, take time to pray to God and ask him to reveal what's interfering with your relationship with him. Because trust me, he will reveal something, whether it's through his Holy Spirit, through a friend, through reading scripture, he will reveal it. But don't hold on to it. Give it to Jesus. Take time to repent and give it up and put it on the cross. Tell God this isn't who you want to be, and you don't want the weight of this anymore, and he will take it. My other recommendation when bearing burdens is to have a friend that will walk alongside you, that will pray for you and with you. You will bear their burdens as they bear yours, and they'll give you accountability. I am so thankful for the friends in my life that have called out the sin in my life. And I don't take it as a personal attack, but instead as a way to grow in my relationship with Jesus. It's important to remember that Christ bore our sins so that we can be healed. Jesus is our example, and we're trying to be like him. He loves us enough to die for us because our sin deserves death. And he already died, so we don't have to. The least we can do is help others realize their need and remember ourselves this isn't a journey alone. So, whose bags of sugar are you carrying? Who's carrying your bags of sugar? Are you carrying your own? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for who you are and your redemptive work on the cross. Father, I pray that as we go into our weeks, we will be reminded that you bear our burdens and that there is no fear in that. Father, I pray that we would have people come into our lives that will walk alongside us as we walk alongside them, that your Holy Spirit would just guide us and empower us to speak your truth into this. And so, Father, we lay this all down before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope it's helped you in your spiritual journey and it's helped you draw closer to God. Let me tell you a little bit about us. Crosspoint gathers as one church on Sundays in Northeast Edmonton. And you can find out our location and more about us by visiting our website, 
thecrosspointchurch.ca. We also meet throughout the week throughout Edmonton in what we call home groups. These are smaller communities of learning, laughter, community, uh, transformation. We, we think that the journey of faith was never intended to be an independent exercise. It's, it's something that we do together. So please visit our website and find out how you can get connected to a home group near you. If you listen to our podcast regularly, why not make it shareable? You could like us on iTunes or share our podcast with other people. But more importantly, we hope you will get connected with other people and talk about what you've learned. Again, hey, thanks for listening. We pray you'll experience Christ's love in a very real and profound way this week.